Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Oh, hi. Sorry about the background noise. Oh, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll warm you up. Oh, here she comes. She's a fan heater. Are you still here? Uh, hello there. Sorry, I, I wasn't here on Friday. I mean, I, I, to your vast indifference, you know, how big is an ego? Uh, it, was just, it was, you know, it's a hard day. Sometimes you have hard days, don't you? And uh, I mean, not hard like, you know, all the... All the kiddies working in the cobalt mines. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Not you. You just keep working on the iPad batteries for all the Western kiddies. Uh, anyway, we've got... I've got, like, one thing to talk about. Uh, namely, cabbages. Uh, it's been a very mild autumn, and uh, we need to be eating the cabbages. Uh, there's going to... There's cabbages, cauliflower, and all your brassica, okay? Uh, supposed to be ready later in December or in January. They're all ready now. They're ready um, because of the mild autumn and uh farmers uh say that you you know all the sort of um plans that they've had their crop planting sowing rotation plans and stuff for like years the guy off of riverford he's 35 years of of planning so he's never seen anything anything like it and so now they they can't give them away and so now the price of them has gone rapidly down and so now they're just going to have to leave some to spoil because it's just not going to be cost effective to stick them up um, so, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pre- pretty, pretty horrendous guys. You need to eat the cabbages. All right. And then there's going to be a massive shortage of them after Christmas. So buy them now. Make kimchi. It's really easy. Or sauerkraut. It's, it's just basically fermented. All you have to do is chop up the cabbage, uh, weigh it, and then, uh, put 2% salt in. Um, three if you're feeling really nervous kind of massage it in stick it in a jar stick it in the fridge um, and then burp the jars occasionally that's top tip I know that sounds disgusting you can add any flavours you want I'd say don't necessarily go overboard with that but if you want to do the anyway look we had this conversation years ago we don't need me to go through it again anyway brassica and potatoes that's, that's where you need to be alright great um I'm I'm how how are you? Are you okay? I'm okay. I uh I watched Cow last night. Um it's the Andrea Arnold film. Um she did Red Road uh, and she just sort of followed a cow around um for 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 a little bit. Um and it's it's great. It's very high welfare, very nice um 
farm. Uh, utterly devastating. One of the uh, one of the hardest uh, things I've I've ever watched. Great. Uh, Alex has been in touch uh, about Pixar. Oh, should we play the jingle? Yeah, same principle, um, just slightly different jingle. Um, rebranded. Uh, that's what this, this, this is going to be in the, in the January project. That thing I told you about the other day. Yeah, I know. Um, cultural was. Yeah, uh, a cultural artifacts uh, that you need perhaps some some kind of an appraisal. Alex says, uh, "Great to hear about the new show. Looking forward to it. More than happy to be an audio guinea pig." Well, here you are. Uh, long may your metaphorical sandblasting of heavy duty washing up liquid into my tiny innocent eyes continue. <laughs> Wow, that's a strong visual, especially off the back of cow. Latest local news from Adelston. Despite the cost of living crisis, the man who always puts his over-the-top Christmas decorations up before everyone else has continued this trend, and there is definitely at least one more animatronic deer on the lawn than last time. They've been breeding! That's lovely! Leaving little batteries everywhere, so now I'm going to have to put ours up, and I don't want to yet, because think of the planet and my wallet. Possibly not in that order. But anyway, I do... Yeah, I was thinking across the road, it's very sweet. You know, they make an effort, uh, which is nice for the drug dealers as they walk past. Um, Little inflatable uh, a snowman and and uh, you know lights. I was like, what? What was that costing? Anyway, Alex says to get to the point uh, regarding the Pixar debate. I feel I need to weigh in against them for one specific reason: Toy Story, not to be confused with Toys Tory, which is the one where Buzz tries to get Mr. Potato Head deported. <laughs> piece by piece. The problem with Toys Story, the problem with Toy Story, cultural touchstone though it is, has to be the fundamentalist anthropomorphism that exists as the central premise. The idea that every toy is actually alive and lives in fear of being thrown away. Every toy. Do you know, says Alex, how hard that concept makes cleaning out your child's bedroom? Every bloody soft toy they haven't touched in five years looking up at you with pleading eye the dog at the other one, as you grimly hover over it with the bin bag. (laughs) I can relate. You can't even give them away. No charity shop wants a Barbie with a pixie cut who only has one shoe left. At least none of the ones I frequent do. Oh, come to Bedford. They're full of those. Worse, the latest movie suggested even handmade items can be gifted with sentience through the act of giving them Googly eyes. We are living in a dystopia full of hundreds of unwanted toys that you can't bring yourself to throw away and a small minority of still cherished ones that must die because of the unspeakable things you have unknowingly exposed them to. (laughs) Allegedly. For that, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you must convict. Also, here's another suggestion for this feature. Willy Wonka, visionary dream maker or child mutilating HR nightmare. Best wishes, Alex. That's a good one. I like Willy Wonka. Yeah. Anyone else find it just a little bit problematic that he's being kind of judge and jury about the whole? Sure. I've got a really good uh, feature for Wednesday. I don't know if I'm going to have it ready in time for the podcast. on Wednesday. The, the podcast might land quite late on Wednesday, but it will be worth it. You've got to trust me. <sighs> anyway, uh, Lindsay uh, is disappointed. OK, well, I opened this up and I can take it. Uh, I'm shaking my head in disappointment over here. I'm sorry, Lindsay. Uh, First of all, drag is not encroaching on women's spaces. Okay. 
Many drag performances take place in public areas, such as libraries. More on this in a minute. Wait, what? Uh, or areas that have been specifically set aside for drag, such as drag-themed bars. So no, I do not feel that drag performers are encroaching on women's spaces. I guess... I, I guess I, I, I didn't mean, like, physical spaces. Although I did, I did, I did experience it in a sushi restaurant once, and it was a. Anyway, regarding the comparison of drag to blackface, just no, just no. Uh, I don't know the history of blackface in Europe, but in America, it was used primarily as a way to promote racist ideals, push black people out of public spaces, and further dehumanize them. Blackface, also known as minstrelsy, was particularly popular in the American South after the Civil War. For those unfamiliar, the war ended slavery, which left the South economically devastated. Most minstrelsy shows promoted the image of the happy slave, an archetype, an archetype aimed at reinstating slavery by claiming that black people were naturally submissive and needed guidance from their white masters and that they were not only happy with being enslaved, but grateful for it. Again, I don't know the history of blackface in the UK and my knowledge of its history in America is far from complete. A drag queen throws on ladies' clothes, shoes and makeup and sings and dances. This is not oppressive behaviour, it does not promote bigotry or toxicity, and it does not push women out of public spaces. Regarding drag queens in libraries, this has become a hot-button issue in the US. Really? Some public libraries are hosting Drag Queen Story Hour, wherein a drag queen comes in and reads picture books to children. It's a fun and wholesome event. People are claiming, however, that the drag queens are grooming children, turning them gay or trans, or sexually assaulting them. Attacks against Drag Queen Story Hour are transphobic and homophobic. Anyway, that's my two cents. Please do not compare things like drag to blackface. Well, fair enough, Lindsay, and thank you. I appreciate you getting in touch. And like I said, I, I just sort of waded in uh, with a, a sort of a, an observation. I think, yes, of course, yes, absolutely what you're saying. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and this isn't really a qualification. Um, I learned that uh, women who dress in a certain way, um, who push on kind of, um, I'm going to say, uh, well, clothing that's probably... Uh, not a million miles away from a lot of drag uh, clothes. Um, so w when they dress in high heels um, and little sort of dresses and stuff, um, they actually, it actually causes some dissociation in them. Um, and it's why, you know, the sort of cliche of like, uh, you know, you go to Bolton on a Saturday night and it's that women are out there in sort of little black dresses with no coats and it's minus eight. And you think, why don't they feel the cold? Um, and they've done psychological, you know, sort of uh, experiments with this. And, and the truth is they, they literally don't feel the cold. Um, they don't feel anything. They are not so connected to their bodies. Um, and it's kind of because of the clothing that they've put on, um, it, it, they, they're sort of deliberately objectifying themselves to a degree. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, why, why are they doing that? Why do they feel that's what they need to do? Um, and what are the consequences of that? And the consequences of that are that, that, that um, women who, who dress like that very often are more prone to um, sexual assault. Not because they're asking for it, um, but there's a... Oh, man, I'm just wading into more problematic stuff. Look, you know what I'm saying. I'm not... But it is a fact that this dissociation, this detachment from their own bodies can cause all kinds of really big problems. 
and I sort of asked myself, why why does a drag queen never dress up like a normal woman? Is that a, you know, what is it? What is it they're, I know they're not replicating, but from from where are they, what's their jumping off point? Because they are women's shoes, right? So at base level, there is something about a certain kind of women's presentation that they're jumping off from. Now you can argue, well, they make it their own and it's, uh, it's an enhancement or it's an exaggeration. Well, why are they exaggerating that? You know, why was there a drag artist called Bagger Chips? And what does that say about some women? It, you're right, of course. Comparing it to blackface is really stupid and reductive of me. And I, and I do apologize for that. I'm kind of glad we opened up this conversation. Um, and I thank you for your patience with me through it and probably ongoing with what I'm saying. I, you know what I'm saying? It's like Essex girl jokes. You know, how do you know an Essex girl has, you know, gone over the brink? She drops her chips. Are we okay with that? I'm not okay with that. I'm sure the conversation will continue. It's not today at swanburst.com. And I thank you for that. Um, Pablo says, uh, how did Jake and the application formation? Uh, when you were talking about the line in Saudi Arabia the other day, it made me think of the movie Elysium. Yes, that's like the big sort of space station planet thing, right? Here's a brief synopsis. In the year 2154, it's just going to look the same. Stevenage will still exist. Humanity is sharply divided between two classes of people. The ultra-rich live aboard a luxurious space station called Elysium, and the rest live a hard-scrabble existence in Earth's ruins. His life hanging in the balance, a man named Max, Matt Damon, uh, agrees to undertake a dangerous mission that could bring equality to the population. But Secretary Delacour, Jodie Foster, vows to preserve the pampered lifestyle of Elysium's citizens no matter what the cost. Now, I appreciate, says Pablo, that the luxury living space exclusively for the rich and powerful in Elysium is in the future. And well, in space, it did make me think that the line is potentially the first domino to fall that will eventually lead us to such a dystopian future. Unless you're rich and powerful, that is, in which case I suppose you wouldn't see it as such a dystopia. I don't really have much to add other than that random thought, but thought it was worth a ponder. Anywho, all the best to you and yours on all the ships that sail in your waters. Toodles, Pablo. Thank you very much for that. Yes, it does feel like that and when you hear that people like Warren Buffett are buying up vast tracts of land in New Zealand, aren't they? Sort of up in the mountains. They've got these fortresses. Uh, any reason, guys? Any reason? Have you studied the same rainfall charts I have? Okay, cool. Look, uh, I hope I haven't left this on a weird note. Are we okay? Uh, I, you know, my mind is is honestly open on the on the drag thing, uh, uh, and I, I'm sorry if I was a little crass there. Um, I'm I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to move on. On Wednesday, uh, we've got a very special guest. Uh, I'm very excited, and uh, I hope you'll join me for that. In the meantime, uh, all my love to you, and uh, thanks for the you know for everything. Okay, bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.